From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Annalise Henzel, and for Marty Michelson. Each week, we discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WisPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. Within just a couple of days of the election, Democrats were having an anti-Vukmir event. Republicans were having an anti-Evers event. I was wondering what that says about the tone of the race that's, you know, so quickly after the results come in that um, the parties are already going negative. And instead of saying, you know, vote for us because of X, Y, and Z, they're saying, oh, here's everything wrong with our competitor. Look at the Tony Evers first. Like almost immediately after he was declared the winner of the Democratic nomination, the state GOP had a $500,000 TV buy attacking him uh, for a Middleton teacher who kept his license, even though he'd been, you know, he'd viewed porn at school. Um, Wisconsin Manufacturers and Commerce, through its kind of issues at, issue ad arm, it's up with the TV ad attacking Evers on schools. You know, Scott Walker's in a difficult spot right now. Third terms are always tough. We've had two polls that had him trailing Evers. So if you're in a difficult position, one of the answers is you tear down the other person. I mean, Scott Walker has near universal name ID in Wisconsin. I mean, almost everybody has an opinion of him. So Republicans feel like he does have a chance to bring back some supporters into the fold, and that doesn't work, then you got to try and make Evers unacceptable to voters, and that's what they're trying to do. In the Senate race, it's a little different because Vukmir hasn't been attacked yet by anybody, but she also doesn't have the resources that the Democrats do because we have the DGA up with an ad you know, backing Evers. So what I'm watching for there is how quickly does Tammy Baldwin go after Vukmir trying to find her? Because if you look nationally, Republicans have better pickup opportunities in West Virginia, Indiana, Missouri, North Dakota, and Montana, all states that Trump won by, I think, double digits. Florida looks really interesting all of a sudden for Republicans because Bill Nelson has got uh, Rick Scott, who's a phenomenal fundraiser. Then if you're a Republican, you have to for sure defend Nevada. You might have to do some work in Arizona, probably likely have to do some work in Arizona, and might have to do some work in Tennessee. Well, that's nine races where you talk about Wisconsin. Why I bring that up is that if you're Leah Vukmir, you need to keep this race close to have an opportunity for those independent groups to want to invest here. If it's not close in early October, those groups will go spend money elsewhere. So for Baldwin, if you can, you know, try and push her down as far as you can, you know, try and make her unappealing, just like the Republicans want to make Evers unacceptable, make Vukmir unacceptable, and make it hard for her to get up off the primary mat and start raising money and getting traction in that race. So you addressed something else that I wanted to ask about, which was how valuable it was for national groups to be investing in the U.S. Senate race. And, and your answer was, was very clear in terms of that there are a lot of other races that are as important, if not more important, for um, for the big investors. How about when it comes to the race for governor? I recall months ago hearing that a group founded by Barack Obama and another one founded by Eric Holder said that they had Scott Walker in their sights. And also in the past, we have seen Scott Walker receive huge cash infusions from national donors, too. But as we are heading to this matchup between Walker and Evers in November, how valuable is this race for big outside spenders to put their money in? Well, it's going to be interesting. People I talk to right now would bet you're seeing more action from independent groups in the governor's race than the U.S. Senate race. Again, you know, Republicans can expand the majority uh, in the U.S. Senate if the conditions are favorable in other states more easily than they can in Wisconsin. 
here in the governor's race, so it's a little bit different story because you've got a chance for Democrats to flip one that's, you know, kind of one of their top targets right now. Uh, Walker, again, is very baked in opinions about him. So I keep getting the feeling from talking to folks that they expect the real fight to be the governor's race. The caveat to that is what's the environment going to be like in mid-October, you know, early October? I mean, as decisions are made as the races get closer about where they're going to go, go back two years ago. Ron Johnson was struggling in the polls in late August, early September, and the national groups abandoned him. They went elsewhere. But there was one kind of Wisconsin-based group that kept doing stuff for him. They closed the gap with Feingold, and then at the very end of October, when the, that race was, you know, a one-point difference, you know, well within the margin of error in the Marquette poll, that's when the Nash groups came back, and there's a flood of money at the very end. If you're Vukmir, you'd hope to see something like that. You know, keep it close. For Baldwin, she has a huge financial advantage on Vukmir, so she can kind of do a better job of running ads and doing stuff on her own than what Vukmir's shown so far. But um, yeah, back in that governor's race, I, I, I get the impression the action's going to be there for sure. And it's just a matter of what's the environment look like? How does Tony Evers progress as a candidate? And can Scott Walker bring people back to the fold? And, and will people open to a third term for him? That's WizPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.